Greetings, nerds. This is Being a Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, is with, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Polk. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing? Doing great. Do you, you know the second test run? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be much better. <laughs> <laughs> and Zach uh, Eagle was our guest host. Veronica Rose is on the podcast tonight. Hey, guys. How are you? Welcome back. Yeah. I just don't know how to introduce people anymore because because everybody's <laughs> reoccurring like there's there's they they know these people now. So I don't feel like I'm introducing someone and I'm just like, hey, this person's here, too. Yeah. <laughs> and we're happy to have you back. And we're not talking arrow. Hey, I appreciate it. I need a little arrow break. I just feel so ignored with my little state. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong i still love the show and i still love the characters i'm just kind of at a point right now where talking about it is like the least favorite thing to do <laughs> well they haven't done anything like mm, no not because of the brain. show <laughs> no the show's great i'm having fun with it it's just fandom is killing me man it is killing me so i'm just gonna take a nice little big step back <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, that, that happens on the, on the Flash as well. It's just like everybody, it's like mm-hmm. everybody's just ranting about story and, and decisions and things about the show. Yeah. And it's just sort of like, all right. I, I think I, I, when when a show gets a show gets like a huge fandom, um, a lot of different types of personalities clash within the fandom. So it can create kind of this like huge mushroom cloud of like emotions and dramatics and, and people kind of get too caught up in um, the fighting and the arguing and the debating that they kind of lost, you know, the, the whole point of fandom and coming together to discuss like the favorite show and it yeah. becomes a let's attack each other personally. Yeah. So and it happens I, with everything, like yeah. every fandom. <laughs> I haven't, it hasn't gotten to the level where people are personally attacking one another. It's just more, it, it's just, everyone is just like excessively nitpicking and, and, we, oh, nitpick, yeah. and we, and we nitpick too, but I just feel like just enjoy it for, for what it is and don't, you know, right. this, this is mid-level, you know, show, not like, War and peace, or anything right. like that. So weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but just something you know. Yeah. It's not supposed to be deep. It's just like enjoy it for what it is. Exactly. It's supposed to be an enjoyable show. You know, yeah. it's it's a superhero fictional show, and yeah. it's supposed to be fun. Um, it's supposed to you know leave you with cliffhangers and leave you with characters that you probably are not gonna like and. It's cool, and it's okay to hate those characters and love those characters and hate that storyline and love this storyline, but it's um to the point where in a lot of – and it's not just Arrow, because I'm seeing it in a lot of different fandoms where people are starting to attack each other for liking this type of character or that, that particular storyline or not liking the storyline, and, and it's almost like, oh, my God, you people who like comic books, you're so stupid because – you know, it's just, and I'm like, okay, wait a second. You know, just because somebody likes comic book doesn't make them like, you know, less likely to be a fan of a TV show that it's based off of. So <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I've had to take a little step back from fandoms in, in, in all 
the shows that I enjoy and kind of just focusing right now on like enjoying the shows. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You sound like me in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you're, you're still technically a baby in the Arrow fandom because you didn't mm-hmm. immediately get on board. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I, I went through that kind of like, oh, this is this is really the the um, deep, dark secret behind like, let's all come together and talk about our favorite shows. No, mm-hmm. this is high school <laughs> still. Um, yeah. And you have to like the same things and appreciate the same things. And mm-hmm. um, and and you're exactly right. Like, it surprises me because I've I've been very removed from it for a while mm-hmm. now. Um, but it surprises me to hear you say that, um, to go back to that divide, which existed a few years ago too, and I think will always exist. Are you a comic book reader or are you not? There's mm-hmm. a stereotype associated with that. Cause, cause in, in, it's from, from what I heard you just say, it sounded like, okay, everybody's just attacking the comic book readers, but I come at it from a perspective of I didn't feel like I could be included in these conversations because I never read comic books. Like, I only know the characters from what the shows tell me, and then I read things online, and I hear bits and pieces from other people, and I put all that together, and I'm like, oh, that's a really interesting story. I'm not going to go and buy a comic book. That's not my medium. That's not how I enjoy storytelling. So... So it's just it's it still amazes me how it's been a few years now and yet that still divide is occurring um, and causing people not to come together but really just still distinguish themselves like well now it's cool to be a nerd so everybody's a nerd well now we have to be like you're a comic book nerd or you're a movie nerd or you're this or that <laughs> yes yeah. I saw a great thread yeah. about about yes. that and. How, yeah, how it used to be, and it really touches on some of the things we're going to maybe talk about tonight. It's being that outsider, and you know, when you, whenever we were all nerds, and you know, it was you know frowned upon or you're picked mm-hmm. on and those kind of things. And now it's like you know, nerd nerddom is almost it has become an industry, and yes, and yes. and it's and because of the umbrella, you know, the umbrella getting much larger. Um, and mm-hmm. more people getting into into the fandoms, uh, you, you, you do see that divide. And the very thing that what made us all special and unique to begin with, uh, where we used to celebrate that, now it's become a very divisive thing, which is just you know very yep. unfortunate. Yeah, right. it's so right. true. I, I see it right now with um, with a lot of the Umbrella Academy comic book readers. And- and the TV show fans never even heard of the comic book. I'm seeing a little bit of that kind of animosity between the two groups. And it's kind of sad because, you know, um, one of the things that I read recently that Gerard Way had mentioned was that the comic book is going to be the comic book and the TV show is going to be the TV show. There's going to be a difference. And there's a lot of logistics involved when you're trying to base a TV show off of a comic book. And things change very rapidly in the world of, you know, TV making, <laughs> you know, and things get changed. I mean, they're, the writers are on set half the time and in a flash, they have to be ready to change the script, like whole pages worth. So, it, you know, people can't expect that comic book 
book going to be, or the TV show is going to be the exact same thing as the comic book. And that's another part where comic book fans need to try to kind of understand and, and relax a little bit that it's never going to be the same. I mean, we've all known for ages that TV and movie adaptions of um, books and comic books are never right on. And that's why people are always like, oh, the book is better. But yet we still have people arguing this. And I'm just like, can we just enjoy it? Like, it's so much fun if you just enjoy it. Well, I mean, if you don't like the product. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess I I just um, it's one thing to enjoy something, but. If, if you also find the flaws, because let's if we're going to talk about it, Umbrella Academy, um, I I liked I actually am a little bit different than Will because I enjoyed the first five episodes and then I just got so bored with everything <laughs> and I figured out the plot. I was like, oh, I see where this is going. And and it bothers me because it made me. um not like any of the characters. The moment I realized where everything was headed, all mm-hmm. I could do was sit there and be like, why are they acting like this is such a big mystery? Oh, yeah, because they're self-centered assholes. Exactly. And, and that makes me not like any one of them, or for me, made me not like anyone. And I'm just like, this is stupid. <laughs> like, really just bad and... I just, by the end of it, I'm like, oh, the world's ended. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm the complete opposite because I enjoyed the flaws. I enjoyed the snark. I enjoyed them being a bunch of assholes to each other and in general. Like, I I love that kind of stuff. That's just the type of person I am. That I enjoy. Like, I don't need them to come together and save the world. Like, you know, screw it. If I can do it on my own, I'm going to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, I I enjoy, like, I enjoyed each of their stories and how they kind of came about. And, and I think of all the characters, like, number five and Klaus are my favorite. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I just, I don't know. I, I was I was hooked from first episode to the last episode like all 10 episodes I watched in like probably within a matter of 30 hours you know give it five episodes and took a break and then another five episodes and I was I was hooked I'm totally hooked and I'll probably watch season one again mm-hmm. now, like I I enjoy Stark and I I actually thought that actors themselves had really good chemistry when they were all in the same room together, especially like their family (laughs) dynamics are really good. And that wasn't my problem. My problem is the overall structure of how they decided to tell this story, which it just I mean, it's one thing thinking like, okay, they're going to they're they're all like not seeing it because they want to be that at the end of the day, the hero. But some of them just it wasn't about the hero like that competition, I think, was more between one and two. And mm-hmm. everybody else was just trying to figure out why they were special or kind of fearful of their powers. Right. So it just it just didn't make sense to me why. I would I, I I just lost interest in th- in in watching these people make stupid decisions, like very <laughs> blatant stupid decisions. I'm like, really, guys, you haven't connected. Okay, 
It's so obvious to me, but... (laughs) Um, but like, and for me, one of the plot points that I really did like, and I thought I wish there was more of was I like all of the stuff between Luther and Diego, like that other relationship was really interesting. And I, um, and that's another one of my complaints. I wanted more of that. Like I wanted to see that more with, um, with the sisters. Um, and, and really my biggest issue was the villain. Because he's, he's really lame. Like, I'm like, really? You guys just decided? Yeah. Like, like initially when they told the story about, like, he was born on that same day, except he was from a natural birth. So he doesn't have the powers. He's not special. So he can make that connection with number seven. But still, he just was so slimy. <laughs> He was. He really was. I'm just like, you're a creeper. Radar isn't going off, really. <laughs> Your sister sees it. Yeah. I, you know, the thing is about the the um, show kind of rang true to the way the comic kind of plays out. Because the comic is really weird. Mm-hmm. And it comes from a place of, like, chaos almost and so I think maybe that's I haven't read every single series within the Umbrella Academy um I know the uh, the first when he first came out with the series and um it was only supposed to be a limited series before they decided they wanted to kind of stretch it out because it had such you know a, a good um what do you call it um call for it but it kind of like it just kind of a dark and twisted and like I felt like in order to try to fit all of the stuff in into the first season would have just been too much that they had to kind of introduce these characters so that when the season comes in then they can start focusing on you know because you know with Luther and Diego I mean that that alone could take up a whole season um Mm -hmm. And then as far as the sisters, you know, their backstory, that, again, could also take up a whole, you know, season. Vanya alone. So for me, watching this first season, it was just an introduction. The entire season is literally an introduction. And the way that they ended the season, I feel like next season we're going to start with them as kids and and we're going to slow start getting more into it that's just what I'm you know in my head I've got thinking that they're going to do because it was just it was chaotic but it was to me it was like, like okay let's, let's give you all this quick little introduction and then when we come back we're next season we're going to show you what it you know what they're really about okay Will's not going to say anything so no 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 I, I, I was, I was no. like I have a response to that but no. I also want to make sure Will knows he can talk if he wants to no I was I was no 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 I was just taking into the conversation at first because I haven't finished the story the season the all the shows I you know, I did, um, I was fine. I just went ahead, read ahead as far as see what happened. Um, and I guess for me, I, I know we're going to talk about this show later, uh, tonight. Uh, I watched Doom Patrol first before right. watching Umbrella Academy. So I, not without getting, 
too deep in our discussion about Doom Patrol. Uh, I felt the one thing I will say is I felt like I have watched this story before. And, and so when I got, when I started Umbrella Academy, I was like, Oh, I've seen this. And I think I like the other version better. But that being said, um, and I told Sarah this whenever I messaged her over the weekend about this, when I did finally this started, I was like, uh, I was watching it and, and for me, it was just a very hard show to keep my attention. Um, and, and not because I was expecting it to follow the usual superhero tropes or anything. It just, mm-hmm. I just felt like it had just some real pacing issues, hmm. uh, as far as just really, getting to the point of what the story is about. And I just, I, I, I agreed. I wish they had focused more on Luther and Diego because, and, and those types of dynamics, at least in the episode, and then maybe they do further down downstream, but it doesn't sound like they did. But uh, when I finally did get engaged with the story was when they were in that courtyard and they had that big, with the, all the siblings together, which, mm-hmm. uh, oh, dear. Yeah, and they had to had to fight and stop, and that's where to me this for me the show worked better when the ensemble were were all together, right, right, uh, and it, and I lost interest when the the, the violin playing it it drove me nuts. I was just like that whole sequence and stuff. I think it was in episode two. Mm-hmm. was just it 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 almost lost me there. I'm like just kind of boring and I just yeah, I mean and and so I probably will finish it, but you know, it's not like I'm aching to, to do so. I, I I'll maybe watch something else, but you know, I'll get around to it, but I'm not going to binge it. Right, right. Right. And and so to go back to Veronica's point about this season, this first season being just introductions. That makes sense. Um, in, in a way. And I think part of my problem, I actually don't think that there was a pacing issue. At least for me, there wasn't. It was more about, I felt like, um, even though I wanted more from each character, um, the, it felt very segmented. Not as bad as Teen Titans, um, segmented their characters and yeah. plot points and yeah. just really bothered the hell out of me. But, uh, <laughs> what Umbrella Academy did was it, it had like major, 75% of an episode or maybe a little over 50% was dedicated to one, one person, really. And, and you got to see their perspective on everything and them coming into their powers. And that's why. That's where I think to go to back to Will's point, some of it fell apart for me because I liked them when they were all together and it felt like they had to each go on these individual stories or we had to learn about more about them as an as an individual. So maybe season two would will work better for me because that's when it'll be really focused on them as a team. And I really will. I, I have to compare it to Doom Patrol because what Doom Patrol did in its very first episode is it 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 inter, it allowed one person to come into the teen robot man and and through his journey about we learned little bits about every single character um who's on doom patrol and by the end of it you you not only knew 
where each character was, but you knew why they each needed each other by the end of that pilot episode. And it's very obvious on Umbrella Academy why they're, they're a family. This is technically they were all born on the same day. They share the birth date. And so they have sibling rivalry. Um, and so it's just a different way of, of doing it. And I keep, and I also keep looking at Guardians of the Galaxy because that's another version of this story where you have a group of misfits all just randomly stumble upon each other. And before you know it, they're, they're a team. And you learn in that first movie why these characters work well together and they have a common goal, even though they can um, butt heads. So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very, a very good point. And, you know, this team of misfits and the concepts that uh, we, you know, we we talked about even, you know, earlier tonight with, you know, with nerddom and fandom and being, um, you know, working together uh, and coming together because of the, the mutual, you know, the, the, the mutual strengths and weaknesses are, are there to help each other out to build a cohesive unit. And, um, and, and, and truth be told, I mean, Doom Patrol at its core was the, was the first, at least in the comic book world, was kicked this whole sort of idea off. And then, of course, uh, there's, uh, been, uh, stories about how, how X-Men was, uh, sort of ripped, ripped off, ripped off Doom Patrol and, um, and then X-Men begat, uh, you know, Gerard Way, who is actually tied to both of these series, but in, in the comic book world at least, um, you know, were, um, you know, they, 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 do, they do play well off, play well together. Like I said, I think each one of them has their strengths and weaknesses as far as he shows. Um, and, you know, maybe if I had watched Umbrella first and then watched Doom Patrol, uh, maybe I would have had a different, different vibe, but, um, but watching the Doom Patrol first, I think, uh, to Sarah's point, um, I thought they did do a better job of just doing a narrative structure of you know, telling the story through the eyes of Robot Man, and and how all these individuals are, you know, do need each other in order to in order to function. Granted, we've only seen one episode of Doom Patrol, and just because. Yeah. Like that, yeah. like Netflix drops all of their season. And so I could have yeah. also just over binged. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm glad, you, I'm glad you brought that up because actually I did make a note that I, I honestly, it, it probably would have served this series for me, at least it would have been better for umbrella to be, uh, just come out a one episode a week kind of deal because it, it it would build up that anticipation and and that I would feel like oh I can you know I, you know give me something to look forward to uh, I think the I think the the binge model for some of these shows sometimes actually works against them uh, and, and for some people I mean it does for me and yeah and so you know I, I guess with with Doom Patrol especially the way it ended. Uh, 
you know, now I'm sort of like, okay, I can't wait for next week and also see how they introduce Cyborg into this whole crazy universe that they that they have started to create with these characters. Considering I haven't seen Doom Patrol, <laughs> I have nothing spared to, so I couldn't even begin to tell you, like, my opinion on that. Um, I... What I try really hard not to do when I watch shows, though, is I really try to avoid comparing mm-hmm. shows to each other because that can ruin it for me. And so I try really hard to respect the vision of the creator or the writers or the the people that bring the show and try to, to not compare their vision to somebody else's. Because sometimes people have the same vision and it just comes out differently. So when I finally get a chance to watch Doom Patrol, I'm definitely will have to separate myself because, you know, you know, there are lots of stories that are similar to the dysfunctional family type. And um, I think the thing I like about the Umbrella Academy with with the dysfunction is that it's so similar to what I grew up with in my family that everybody was a matter of like, you just take care of yourself and you just forget about everybody else because mm-hmm. no matter what, there was always going to be constant animosity. And that's what happens in these types of big families that I grew up with. Like it's just me and my sister, and my mom, but she had, you know, several other siblings and it, they all had a bunch of kids and it's just, it was huge. and so dysfunction is like so second nature to me that watching the Umbrella Academy, I was dying laughing at some of the stuff that was happening yeah. and the way that they treated each other. Um, the, the, you know, screwed up dad. I mean, that was my grandfather. I mean, I love that man to death, but my grandfather was a jerk. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so, you know, I think that's probably why I connected so well to the Umbrella Academy. Like, Growing up in a family where you're expected to be a certain way and because you don't live up to those expectations, you just are like, well, then screw it. I'm going to do whatever I want then. And you act out. Yeah, I, I, I get I, I get your point about not comparing the two. And I, and I really and I even I think I joked with Sarah some time back. I was like, I'm going to try my best not to do that because they both dropped <laughs> on the same. Oh, they both. I was, you know, self-aware enough to know they both drop on the same weekend. I, yeah. <laughs> I can't like. I, I'll, I'll try my best not to compare the two, but and I and and, it, and it, unfortunately I did. And 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 not to say I. To be fair, I you know, Umbrella Academy didn't connect with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I like. I mean, it wasn't that I didn't like it. I mean, it's not like I have like a, a visceral head. Like, oh god, it right. just. Just get me away, get me away from this. Uh, it's more that, um, you know, again, I think for me, it would almost work better if it were, if I just spread out the viewing instead of, instead trying of to. trying to like view them all in a, in a binge type of scenario. Cause I mean, it, it, you know, I think there's a lot of subtleties and a lot of the dysfunction that, you know, work really well in that series. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, if it's, if I, if I spread it out, then maybe I could enjoy it for what it is. Uh, because I mean, because for example, Doom Patrol definitely has this, definitely has this dysfunction. I mean, uh, Robot Man and, 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 and mm-hmm. Dr. 
Timothy Dalton's chief. character, the chief. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what I'd say. Yeah, the chief. I mean, how he's how he just like just messed with with Cliff, who ends up becoming Robot Man, um, and tried to, you know, he had this tragic car accident where I mean, Cliff was already just a messed up individual. I mean, he was like. He was this NASCAR driver who has this, you know, quote, this idyllic life. And then he's like over here is, you know, having an affair with his maid. And then he's <laughs> racing on the track. And, you know, he like looks over and his wife is like hooking up with, with, with the crew chief for his NASCAR team and, you know, completely causes him to lose focus and then fast forward. Uh, spoiler alert, Veronica. Um, and anyone who hasn't watched it. Um, but, you know, then ends up having this massive wreck and he ends up, um, you know, going to be with the chief and we find out, you know, seven years later that, um, what he thought was what led him into this situation was actually not and how the chief was going to, was using, he was trying to shield him from what actually happened and, and, and then, you know, through his journey, we get into Negative Man, and, you know, here's a guy who really does have it all, but he's a very tortured soul because he has various secrets in his life that he is dealing with, even though he's a hot stick jet test pilot. And and then, of course, Crazy Jane, which is has, what, 64 different personalities? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, cra- crazy, crazy Jane woke up the show for me. Yeah. Like I was, <laughs> I was interested uh, and then crazy Jane showed up and she just steals that show. Like yeah. she's, she's Veronica 2.064. Cause, um, like you like snark. He, yeah. Crazy Jane <laughs> just breaks it. It's not she actress. Breaks. It's great. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, um, it, it, I, I don't know. There was just something her, and then her chemistry with Robot Man. Um, you, you saw it. You saw the spark, and which was really odd. But um, I guess to go back to the whole comparing and not comparing thing, um, <laughs> in a weird way, I felt I feel like I was educated to constantly being comparing storytelling methods to one another, compare, contrast, and just. Because mm. I, I think it's all derivative. I don't think there's really any original storytelling, like pure religion, original storytelling, because storytelling has been is centuries old. Like, mm-hmm. are, are you really going to tell me this first time anybody's ever told this story? Now, I do agree, like, everyone has their own vision of how to tell that story and what should occur in the way. And I, and I do respect that. Um, and I can also blame the the programmers why have these shows drop on the same day if you're not gonna expect people to compare and contrast and size <laughs> like it makes no sense right. one of the reasons why i think cloak and dagger hit the way it did for me last summer was because it was the virtually the only show featuring comic book sh- comic book characters on at the time yeah. And so, so you, you didn't feel the oversaturation that I think part of the reason why it's like, oh my God, that's 10 episodes and I'm already, I'm coming off of a week where all the heroes were on and it's just, 
it, it gets to the point where you feel like you you really are hearing the same story over and over again. So I just sometimes I think it's just poor programming um, and and the merchandising. The um, I think at the start of the show, Veronica, you said it like this fandom has become a marketplace. And yeah. and that's what we're seeing with these shows and the way they're being scheduled and to the better or the detriment. But yeah, those yeah, those definitely. Well, and, and and Doom Patrol actually, to your point, Sarah, like touches on that in his very opening. <laughs> you know, ready I didn't for like a, that. You didn't? I love I didn't that. I I, 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 I I actually like that. I I, I you know because it was very it was very self aware and very like. Hits on the very thing that you you know makes your makes makes your point for uh, for me here, which is that yeah things it is saturated and um, so check it out for folks who has who if you do have the DC Universe or uh, app or thinking about it you know use a free trial watch the first episode or so and you know let us know what you think. Yeah, Will is just so trusting over these shows. Like I. <laughs> I, 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 Teen Titans still scarred me and I am, I'm well, very, I'm very much, I'm cautious. I'm like, okay, that's the first episode. You, you were good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they're going to continue that. Well, it was, well, you know, it's what I liked about, what I liked about Doom Patrol and even the Umbrella Academy is, you know, we both, the, both of these shows did a very good job of like, okay, we're going, we're we're not going to go through the normal tropes that we've come to expect with with all our shows, whether it's Arrowverse or whether it's Netflix, Marvel. Um, you know, we we kind of know the beats at this point that we can kind of like, okay, we're going to have this, 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 and this. And what I liked about both of these shows is that we're going to turn that upside down a little bit and and not have the um you know the archetype superhero heroes that we're used to when they're these characters were more multidimensional in their first outing than than what we have seen for some shows that have been going on for multiple years now. Hey, so oh go ahead. No, I I was I was gonna say the thing I think too that I really like the most about Umbrella Academy is that none of them are actually really superheroes. They're just people with powers who don't know what the hell they're doing. And I think that's what I liked so much about it is that they're not these holier than thou, like we're saving the world, except for maybe Luther until he finally realizes that he's really kind of useless without really knowing what to do (laughs) as his leadership role, you know? He was only number one because he was the strongest and biggest. And then all of a sudden he becomes, you know, spoiler alert, half eight man. And he's like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do? I've been on the moon for four years for no reason, <laughs> you know? So I think that's what I liked so much about Umbrella County is just a bunch of completely, totally different personalities just trying to live their regular lives. And now they're being told they have to like save the world from an apocalypse. And they're all kind of like scratching their head. Right. And right. I think that's what I like so much about this, that they didn't immediately jump into this. Like, yes, we're superheroes. We're going to save the world. Bam, bam, bam. You know, and that's what kind of got me so hooked to watch the entire thing. in one like practically in one city. <laughs> 
Yeah. I, I, I mean, to go off of that point, I think it was more about saving saving each other because, mm-hmm. I mean, for them, in a, in a way, the world can burn up as long as that family is protected because that, that's all they've ever known. Mm-hmm. And part of part of the reason why there's so much resentment is because people started walking away and walking away from the family. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. orphans are always screwed up in the head. and the sad thing is they're not really orphans it was just the fact that their mothers were paid money for them (laughs) yeah yeah that that, that makes it so much better veronica your mother paid to get rid of you right like i mean of course you're gonna be screwed up And let's, I mean, let's give it to Mary J. Blige. Though. She's pretty badass. <laughs> yeah. Mm, I, just, I just not get past it. Like, I'm like, really? <laughs> I mean, I like her, her and the cop together in the donut shop was always funny. <laughs> and, and then that episode with, um, with Klaus was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. but, I just, I just was like, really? What kind of money are they paying you to do this? Like, what, <laughs> how did you get involved? Like, I really want to understand this whole, cause, cause nothing is spontaneous when it comes to casting. So it's just, it was very odd to see her, see her do well, that. If, um, I think she has a part in the creation of the show though. Yeah, that, you know, that would make sense because I think that's why she's a part of it. Right. Right. Like that, that would make sense because if, if you're, (laughs) why, why stand on the sidelines when you can be a part of the fun and play like a very, um, men in black type character? (laughs) Like that's all I could think about uh, when they were, especially when they put the mask on. I'm like, oh my God, that's so funny. But (laughs) yeah, uh, yeah, like seeing her and a few other people pop up. In and out of there. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite scenes um, actually happened very early on in the series, and I compare it to um, Deadly Class and how Deadly Class ends one of their episode with a giant fight in a restaurant. The the, the donut fight scene, the donut shop fight, mm. fight scene. Academy is pretty much on par. I understand why they had the blinking light. I, I'm never a big fan of that because it messes with my vision. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, um, choreography in that scene was pretty on point. Like it was, it was very well done. And just to see a little kid do all of yeah. that, was cool. <laughs> yeah, that kid's that kid's pretty cool. <laughs> the actor himself he 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 really makes you believe he's a a 58 year old man in a kid's body (laughs) i was just gonna say he really makes you believe that he's a douche probably because he is in real life because (laughs) has like been on in all sorts of things these days so yeah (laughs) well going back to scheduling issues uh there's another show that we have to briefly touch on uh supergirl returned this week And um, Supergirl also will be on break again. And I just don't understand why the why they keep doing this to the show. Like part of the reason why I haven't liked season four part B is because it's just been on and off 
on and off, and I'm forgetting where we left off. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed that that for some reason, every time they air an episode, then it's like returns in three weeks. I'm like, yeah. what? why? Yeah. For no reason. <laughs> well, well, there was, there was well, the, the parent company. I think they were trying to actually not kill the show because I think one week it was due to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then I think it was on last week, but the week before the, uh, it was the Grammys. It was also on, uh, you know, the parent company. So, you know, you don't want to cross, you don't want to cross, uh, air with two of the largest. Events. I would have rather watched. <laughs> Supergirl than the Grammys if it had been on yeah. let me tell you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But, but that that's us. But you know, you know, you don't want to lose. Well, and I don't watch but, Supergirl. That's just how bad the Grammys were. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, and and next week's the Oscars. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. With, yeah. with no host. So, yeah. 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 And yeah. you can you can virtually watch online because Twitter will update as soon as people win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But we, we did. We did. We did <laughs> you don't have to watch it. We did shame the Oscars along with everybody else as far as like, you know, please put the cinematography and everything back on the show normally, which they actually end up changing their minds and, and doing like we called it. So but anyway. I thought I heard that they changed it back, too. Oh, did they? I thought I they. Know. I thought the last I heard they were they were still they were putting those uh, awards back on commercial TV. Mm. Mm. But, Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, see, I mean, see, even now, see now it's so bad. CW about your scheduling that we're doing it now while we're brock- while we're recording. <laughs> we're like <laughs> right. in our Super Bowl, Supergirl talk because of like crazy ass scheduling issues. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, it was especially stupid and stood out this week because it was a Valentine's Day episode. Yeah. And I'm like, Valentine's Day was last week. <laughs> Why <laughs> yeah. are we revisiting this holiday from hell? I just don't get it. And yeah. um, it just, I, I mean, yeah, it, it was an episode. They they tied up loose ends, I guess, in a way, because you had the final, the breakup between Lena and James Right. You had um, they finally listened to all of my complaints about Sam Witwer not being on and they brought him back and they released him from jail because of all my fan letters. Um, <laughs> it's just it's just like like he, he was a star of the first half of the season and, yeah, I've, and I've missed him ever since. Yeah. And, and Dreamer, I've got her suit. And so I just I, I was kind of. Especially when I found out that we have to wait another three weeks for a new episode. I'm just sitting here. <laughs> Why do I care? <laughs> uh, where are we going with this? Like, this is classic season three Supergirl storytelling. And I, I miss the storytelling that occurred this fall because it's, it's, I felt the writers take risk. I, I'm not seeing any risk right now except for maybe the car and Alex situation. Yeah, well, I, I take a, I mean, the story, for me, it was the James Alina thing. I'm glad they were just putting that to rest because I was getting bored, very bored with that. Um, the, the Agent Liberty, again, like, as, as you rightly put, uh, that story still resonates. And so I was actually glad to see that back. 
because it, it again reinforced why of the villains for across all the universe this this season why Agent Liberty is one of the badass probably the 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 badass for the quote unquote big bads uh, that we've seen so far um, because I mean just the way he again. He is that cult of personality, and I guess you know. I guess I am, you know, freely admit that uh, maybe I'm letting present day events color my perceptions. But uh, you know, this 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 character of Agent Liberty is is that you know he does lead by that cult of personality, and how he has developed his legion of followers, the Children of Liberty, who you know see it as their their role their role and responsibility to to protect the earth from aliens so uh so you know so that i'm glad they came back to that story point because that was what you know what made 4a very compelling to to us when we when we were talking about it in the fall so uh it's good to be that he's back it it does suck that they do have that you know they won't be back again until march um but uh yeah so i thought that that part of the episode worked uh Kara and Alex, either this this can go can go either very well or it can end up being like like Cicada on the Flash. It's just like just end it already. <laughs> just just we know that you know that yeah. they know. Yeah. She's Supergirl. Yeah. <laughs> Get over it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I um I hope that they don't stretch in. I mean, I can I think I can only take a few more episodes with it going on. It, it made sense why they had to do it given the situation, but um and it's kind of cool to to really understand the depth of that relationship because it does. There are moments when Alex does feel like an entirely different person because she doesn't have that memory of Kara being Supergirl. And how that that difference, that small change, has this giant ripple effect on a single, both a singular person as well as a relationship with another person. And she even was treating John differently this episode. I noticed, which was odd. I'm like, wait a second, does she not realize that he's a superhero too? What does that mean? And 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 why is that? Um, so so maybe a few more episodes, but. At the end of the day, I want to figure out what's going on in the Soviet Union and how it's going to collide and become this big Supergirl versus Supergirl mess so we can wrap it up. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we, won't, we won't find that out until, you know, after they take another month off. And, you know, they'll, they'll, come back and, they'll come back in, like, May and finish up in June. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we won't, it won't happen until 2040 for all I know. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently a lot happens in 2040, but yes. we'll see. We'll, yes, we shall. All right. Well, Veronica, as always, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show and give your very unique perception or <laughs> perspective. Well, I appreciate you always inviting me because we'll we all know you, yeah. I'm a little bit, um, different <laughs> oh will makes you huh <laughs> um why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you veronica <laughs> they can find me on twitter at nerdy chicana n-e-r-d-y-x-i-c-a-n-a and will yes, where can our listeners find you 
<laughs> you can find me at Will M. Polk. That's W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me at S.J. Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Scene and Nerd or at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Good night, geek out. You're welcome.